Hello, everybody. My name is Luke Marshall, and you are listening to Things Observed. And I have a recurring guest, the second recurring guest of Things Observed. I've got John Brisson here with me to talk about the Council for National Policy. He um, has the Twitter account. We've read the documents. He has a Substack. He has um, an Odyssey account, which I've also been checking out some stuff from recently. So he's got all kinds of stuff that'll all be linked down below. But anyways, how are you doing, John? Doing well, Luke. Uh, glad to be back. Um, and um, uh, it is, is an honor to be your second, uh, I, I guess, your second guest, your repeat guest. Uh, it is an honor, brother. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm honored to have you back on. I had William Ramsey on for a second time not too long ago to talk about Aleister Crowley. And uh, yeah, and last time we talked about the finders and it was a great conversation. And, you know, you were saying, so are we going to talk about the CMP? And I said, you know what, let's have you back on sometime. And so now here we are. And I'm excited to talk about the CNP because in conspiracy circles or alternative media, whatever the preferred term is for people, there's a lot of talk about the, the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, um, in today's day and age, the World Economic Forum, all these different groups. But the CMP, the Council for National Policy, does not get as much lip service from people, but that's not because they're not um, incredibly influential and really affecting the political sphere and our world. So I guess let's just start off since, you know, not a lot of people know about it. I'd only heard about the Council for National Policy in passing a few times before engaging with your work on it. I didn't even really know. And I like to think that I usually know a good deal about these kinds of subjects. So um, what exactly is the Council for National Policy, you know, how's it structured and how do they go about working influence? Yeah, I mean, my, myself, uh, Luke, I had been um, knowledgeable about conspiracy uh, theories and conspiracy culture uh, for quite a while. My dad was a conspiracy theorist and um, I, he had never mentioned the CMP to me, even though he passed away in 2004. I don't even know if he knew about it. Uh, even though Bill Cooper had hinted at it, but not had named it directly in, in, in many of his hour of the time broadcasts. And I wasn't sure if, um, you know, I, I figured like you, I was like, well, I've heard pretty much everything, right? And Alex Jones would have mentioned it to me, you know, and and uh, so when I, you know, one night late December 2008 was listening to Coast to Coast AM, you know, Alex Jones was on being interviewed by George Norrie. I learned that, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. And, you know, I remember my dad questioning 9-11 um, and, uh, you know, I became a conspiracy researcher from then on. And it wasn't until after 2000, around 2016, uh, slightly before the election of Trump, um, that I had learned about the Council for National Policy because a friend of mine on an, uh, had alerted me to an HM post where someone had discussed the work of Josh Reeves. And so I had uh, um, watched his first uh, film, uh, The Secret Right, Volume 1. Uh, and, um, you know, I, uh, you know, from there, kind of dismissed it. You know, I voted for Trump in 2016, even though I started noticing that he was feeling the swamp with cabinet picks of council for national policy members that I had seen on Josh Reeves's movie, the secret right volume one. So I went back eventually and watched the second one and realized, Oh, Alex Jones is a member of the CMP. Luke, that's why I've never heard of it. 
uh, from him. And so, um, you know, from there, I started really digging and researching because most people have heard on the Council of Foreign Relations, the, the Bilderberg, the Trilateral Commission, uh, which are more like the left wing uh, of the world order uh, power structure. And then you have the right wing, which is the Council for National Policy. And their version of Bilderberg that we know far less about, known as Loss or Kell, uh, which Recluse has done a lot of writing on, uh, writing about, um, and discussions about. Uh, and there's a book by uh, David Teacher known as Rogue Agents, where it's like I don't know, almost a thousand pages about Loss or Kell. But that's really all we have. Um, and and so you know, I, I do believe it's two birds. You know, I mean, two wings, one bird, right? So it's still like one bird or the world order. But you have two wings, and sometimes people cross between the CFR and the CMP and the CMP and the CFR and vice versa. So the CMP, in my opinion, from my research, is a modern, more secretive group than the CFR because the CFR uh, publishes their membership lists and when they hold uh, meetings uh, on their website, which the CMP does not at all. Actually, after they had a leak uh, uh, around the 2020 election, uh, they locked down their website uh, very tightly uh, behind uh, membership credentials for to log into their website. And so, you know, most of the information that we have from the CMP is from members, you know, uh, disclosing that they're Council for National Policy members or from um, leaks that have came out or from reporters who have stumbled upon meetings. Um, so most of the information that we have is, is, is from um, alternative, uh, you know, methods. And some of it's directly limited, reported by the CMP themselves. They might list a few speeches back in the day. They, they had... Uh, uh, audio videos of certain speeches that happened at conferences. Um, and so, um, you know, the CMP, one of the CMP members, Morton, Morton C. Blackwell, once said, the policy of the CMP is that we don't discuss who attends the meetings or what is said. Its membership meetings and projects are all secret, even though the, the group enjoys tax-exempt sta status, it focuses on foreign policy in issues. Which is interesting because you know, the name for the CMP, Luke, is the Council for National Policy, not foreign policy, but national policy. So you would think that they would mean about policy within the United States, right? And they list on their, um, in one of the leaked membership rosters that we have that there's some of their stated goals are um, a free market economy, which I'm for a fair market economy. Um, I'm not necessarily against capitalism. I'm against crony capitalism. Um, and um, if, if such thing as a, a fair market you know, non-crony capitalistic system could exist just like, uh, you know, uh, maybe some socialist lis listeners out there of a per for perfect socialist um, uh, government could ever exist. I don't think uh, either one of those options are possible um, uh, because uh, men are flawed. But nonetheless, um, you know, I it's, it's interesting. They also put uh, Judeo-Christian values. Now, uh, you know, as a Christian, I would say, um, you know that that if the, if the CMP prides itself on a Christian being a you know uh, a Christian organization, uh, it would just be Christian values and not necessarily Judeo-Christian values. Um, and they also put strong national defense, which I understand the need for a military, uh, but I do believe that the United States military is massively bloated around the world, um, and uh, a lot of money goes to prop up through black budgets the military-industrial complex of the United States. Um, and so, you know, their stated goals, all those seem to be national policy goals, right? So 
how are they focusing on foreign policy issues? And I'll talk more about that later. Uh, so even, you know, out of Morton Blackwell's mouth, there's a major contradiction there within what they claim to want for America. Um, and um, uh, the CMP membership rosters, dates, locations of meetings, meeting speakers, unless those were posted on the CMP website, and meeting agendas are secret. And like I mentioned, sometimes things leak out. That's how we have information about the organization. Uh, the CMP is composed of two related organizations, the Council for National Policy, a tax-exempt 501c3 membership group founded in 1981, and CMP Action Incorporated, a 501c4 founded in 1987 that allows the Council for National Policy to lobby uh, Congress uh, members and engage in legislative matters without jeopardizing its tax-exempt status. Um, the CMP also has a compartmentalized hierarchical structure, like most secretive groups. The executive committee uh, of the CMP comprises of the president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, and prestige group members. Next within the hierarchical structure is the CMP action president, secretary, treasurer, and the board of directors. Uh, continuing the hierarchical structure is gold circle members that donate tens of thousands of dollars to the CMP to hold that prestigious title. And then you have uh, regular general members. Um, and you have the employees of the CMP and employees of CMP action. And then finally, the William F. Buckley J a Jr. Council Directory, which are younger members of the CMP. Um, CMP members have stated they hope that they will gain influence much as they believe liberals have through such organizations as the Council on Foreign Relations, Luke. And CMP member uh, and former Louisiana um, state uh, Congressman Woody Jenkins uh, once said to the press that he predicts one day before the end of this century, um, this was in the 80s, uh, or I guess this would be the end of uh, the past century, should I say, but it was in the 80s when he said this, um, the CAP will be so influential, influential that no president, regardless of party or philosophy, will be able to ignore us or our concerns or shut us out of the highest levels of government. Well, that is certainly a, uh, a succinct kind of summary of what exactly it is that the CNP does. And I think it'll be interesting as we get further into our conversation to kind of talk about some of their stated aims and see kind of what maybe their real aim is with things. But before we get to that, um, maybe we should talk a little bit about the founding of the Council for National Policy and some of the interesting characters who were involved with its creation and also some of the founding members, because I was uh, really taken back when I was uh, reading through your uh, Substack articles, especially that first one where, um, you know, th there's some people who, who make sense, but then there was also just some kind of like uh, very interesting figures who I hadn't even thought about for a long time, like uh, Tim LaHaye of the Left Behind series mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyways, uh, tell us a little bit about the founding of the CMP. Yeah, so the CMP was founded in 1981. Uh, we have a newspaper listing that that um, that mentions who gathered at CMP members uh, Richard Vigory's home on May 19, 1981. So the founding members that we know include Tim LaHaye of the Left Behind series, his wife Beverly LaHaye, Richard Vigory, Paul Wyrick, T. Colin Davis, Herbert and, Herbert and Nelson Bunker Hunt. Of course, the Hunt family was very big. Uh, uh, I mean, 
the, 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 the shorting of the silver market or within oil and commodities or within uh, 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 football, um, uh, sports, uh, United States uh, football. Um, they were also uh, supposedly, allegedly uh, linked to the Kennedy assassination, and they were members of the John Birch Society. Um, some can even say founding members of the Hunt family, the John Birch Society. Um, and then uh, Charles Koch, so you have, you know, the Koch brothers would both eventually become CMP members. Uh, William Size, Howard Phillips, David Stockman, who was the former director of the Office of Management Budget for the Reagan administration. Uh, Louis Woody Jenkins, who I mentioned earlier. Morton C. Blackwell, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, Robert Billings, uh, Joseph Coors from the Coors family, think of Coors Beer, uh, Edward Fulner, Reed Larson, uh, Ed McTeer, uh, Bill Cesarino, uh, Amer America's uh, conservative grandmother, Phyllis Schlafly, uh, who lets us forget they'd call her the Grand Dom of the CMP, Luke. Uh, and uh, almost worship Phyllis Schlafly, some sort of goddess worship. It's very weird. Um, but um, uh, she was frequently seen leaving a Craig Spence. Uh, who was a uh, pertinent homosexual uh, Republican lobbyist uh, who was known um, uh, quite, you know, within uh, Henry uh, Vincent's book, Confessions of a D.C. Madam, that he wrote with Nick Bryant, that uh, 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 Spence's uh, Sheridan Calorama home uh, uh, um, was well known to be a brownstone operation tied in with the Franklin scandal and Lawrence E. King. Uh, which the Franklin scandal would be a, accounts for national policy, um, uh, controlled, uh, you know, elite uh, pedophilia, blackmail, brownstone operation that happened before uh, Jeffrey Epstein, which is more well known. Um, but uh, Phyllis Schlafly was frequently seen leaving C uh, Craig Spence parties. Um, I covered that in my uh, video that I did on Craig Spence. Um, and so, you know, Phyllis Schlafly, uh, maybe it maybe expels conservative values coming out of her mouth in public, but, uh, it's a very, very, very shady connection, uh, right then and there that definitely makes me raise some eyebrows about Phyllis. Uh, John K. Slinglov, uh, of course, who was, a who was a part, you know, one of the major members of the OSS and a founding member of the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, Robert Warding Stoddard, James Robinson, Ed McTeer, Jerry Falwell, Pat Robertson, W. Cleon Skousen, who was also a former member of the John Birch Society, uh, and both uh, um, his uh, nephews. And W. Cleon Skousen was also a major member of the uh, FBI, I want to make, the United States FBI, I want to make that mention. Um, uh, uh, Joel Skousen, who's frequently on um, uh, Alex Jones' show, uh, and um, uh, Mark Skousen are both CMP members. Uh, Tom Ellison, uh, former uh, California Senator Bill Richardson, and former North Carolina Senator John P. East. Uh, and um, we do know that the initial funding for the Council for National Policy uh, came from funding of the Rockefeller family, the Koch family, the Coors family, the Mellon Scaife family, the Hunt family, and also the Reverend uh, Sung Mung Moon from the Heretical Unification Church uh, also had given money to Tim LaHaye to help uh found uh, the Council for National Policy, as well as later uh, Bell Out. He would give uh, millions of dollars to Bell. Jerry Falwell, the farce, false teacher uh, 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 in his uh, Liberty University uh, during the 1990s. Um, and so, yes, as you can see, there are many uh, powerful you know, people within the what I call the conservative movement in the 1980s that were at the first uh, CMP 
uh, meeting in May 19, 1981. And we also know later that Reagan, during his presidency, uh, would become a member of the Council for National Policy, would uh, take briefings from Council for National Policy member Oliver North about the Iran-Contra affair and uh, what was occurring in Nicaragua. Um, uh, while he was president, he was getting intelligence briefings from CMP meetings from Oliver North. The president is, okay, Reagan. And Reagan even mentioned at one of his the last CMP meetings that he attended, few people have more power than the member of the Council for National Policies to influence the future course of our nation. That's the former president of the United States, Ronald Wilson Reagan, saying that the CMP you know, has as much power as very few elitists do as far as the, the influence the future course of our nation. And that's just right after the founding of the CMP, Luke. Okay. Uh, that was within the, uh, it was a, uh, the 10th anniversary. He said that in 1991. Um, and so, I mean, that's just crazy. It's, it's just, uh, to think that, you know, a, a group that most people have never even heard of, uh, that think that they represent, um, you know, most people hear the CMP, you know, they think, oh, they represent Christians or, or they represent conservatives or Christian conservatives, but it's anything but, um, you know, uh, when we dive into what they've been involved with, they've all been involved against, they've all been involved, uh, not against, uh, all been involved with horrific, um, you know, uh, many horrific things uh, in war crimes, both against the American people and the people around the world. Very interesting. And so we see from its inception that there's all these different um, players and uh, different kind of groups that converge. We have people from intelligence. We have some of the biggest names in, you know, uh, kind of mainstream, you know, Christian evangelical circles there. Mm -hmm. We have the, the Unification Church. Um, so we have all these different groups who are all kind of converging in this one place. And something that's interesting is not only do you have these, you know, super high ranking intelligence officials um, with people like Singlob there, but that you also have people who, you know, are like in the, the you know, high up in the John Birch Society and, and whatnot. And, you know, groups like the John Birch Society, I mean, if you look at their literature, literature or something like that, they... Um, you know, we'll give you books and pamphlets about how it's the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission who are controlling things yep. behind the scene. And so um, you can already, which we will, you know, get deeper into later, start to see how um, the CNP has kind of um, infiltrated um, some of its thinking into conspiracy and alternative media circles and how they're, you know, kind of only pointing towards one wing of, of the, of the two winged bird, if you will. So that's all very, very interesting. And so I guess something that we could talk about is, you know, you said towards the beginning of this, that, you know, the CMP claims to be a, uh, uphold Judeo Christian values and, mm -hmm. You know, we see people like Pat Robertson, um, Jerry Falwell and stuff like that. But then we also see, um, you know, the, the Unification Church. And I think that is very interesting what you said about um, Sun Myung Moon and, uh, you know, kind of his connection to Tim LaHaye, who wrote the Left Behind series, which I uh, uh, 
grew up in a, you know, very, you know, uh, Bible Belt area around all these Christians and stuff. And I remember, you know, as a as a kid, you know, uh, uh, you know, the kids at my school and, you know, church reading these these books and whatnot. And so can you talk a little bit about their connection with the Unification Church? Because that um, kind of from the onset, I mean, not only is the Unification Church um, so sus in its own right, but it also kind of undermines their, you know, professed belief in uh, Judeo-Christian values. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, very much so. Um, it, it it struck me that you know anybody um, could say that they were uh, you know a Christian, but yoked themselves up with someone as heretical as Moon, and said our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ failed his mission on the cross uh, through his death, um, and that Moon had taken over, and that he was the Messiah. Uh, so right then and there, if anybody has spent time, you know listening to what moon says or how moon acts it's anything but a christian but yet uh people within the cmp would yoke themselves up uh with um the um uh with the heretical uh unification church and i mean that doesn't surprise me i mean you know there's many different uh organizations and people that are part of the cmp uh that they have yoked themselves up of, of people that i would consider to be uh new agers uh like elizabeth claire prophet or Arwen Steiger, who was a CMP member, um, or uh, you know, people that I would think would be uh, false teachers like Kenneth Copeland or Pat Robertson uh, or Father Frank Pavone, uh, you know. So I mean, it, it, they even yoked themselves up with the uh, Institute of Rhetoric Sciences, uh, you know. And so uh, they claim to be a Christian organization. And again, I've written, I think the term Judeo-Christian is kind of a fallacy. It's an incorrect uh, juxtaposition, um, you know, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's just, it's about money. It's about, you know, power and making the world go round. Like these people, you know, on one side of their mouth. And I'm not saying that every single person within the Council for National Policy, because it's a highly compartmentalized group, knows what the upper echelon is involved with. I am not saying that, Luke. Um, you know, there are probably well-meaning Christians or conservatives or Christian conservatives within the CMP that are just, you know, stuck within the left-right paradigm politically and don't know what the upper echelon is doing and they mean well. Okay. But definitely I'm not talking about people like Kenneth Copeland or Pat Robertson or, you know, Tim LaHaye uh, or any of those people being, or, you know, or Oliver North or, or, you know, they, they definitely are in the upper echelon and they definitely know what they're doing for the world elite. Okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not excusing them. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, the Unification Church in of itself, I think it was started in 1954 and there's, you know, inklings of it, um, uh, through the research of, of a good friend of mine who, who tragically passed away, uh, Don Diligent, uh, and many other researchers that have researched and, and shown light on the false uh, unification church, um, that uh, uh, it had, even from its early inception, the unification church seemed to have help and ties from the Korean Central Intelligence Agency. Um, and, um, and, and, and so I... LaHaye having a relationship with the Unification Church, um, CMP members um, having a relationship with Moon, uh, like I mentioned, Falwell taking Moon money to bail out Liberty University, 
Uh, there's there's a picture famously where Moon is like hugging and embracing um, uh, Jerry Falwell. Uh, do you ever seen the video footage or or, or, or pictures of uh, the God and Freedom banquet that many Counts for National Policy members put forth uh, for Moon uh, in 1985 when he was re- released from um, uh, United States uh, prison? Um, did you did you ever see the pictures of that the huge banquet that that the conservatives likely from the CMP, uh, you know, that they were all in attendance there to, uh, celebrate. Um, I, I maybe did. Was that in one of your document dumps on the I think CMP? it was. Yes. I think it was. Okay. I didn't study it closely. I didn't study it closely, but I did, I did scroll through them and, and give them a cursory glance. And there was too, I remember that same group uh, uh, um, being mainly pushed by Jerry Falwell, which I mean shows Jerry Falwell's connections to Moon long before he took the Moon money right to uh, Bell at Liberty University. But uh, him, uh, they were all, the CMP was uh, pardoning uh, or was uh, trying to go to Reagan to get him to pardon Moon. Um, and then uh, let's see here, you have Robert Grant. Uh, who's a, who was um, the chairman of Christian Voice and American Freedom Coalition? We talked about a, uh, Grant a lot in um, uh, Recruits' excellent Wackle series, uh, and uh, uh, you know Grant was uh, 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 very much a part of the Unification Network and the Unification Church. And then later you have uh, the Congress Award uh, in in the. Um, I believe it was early 2000s or late 90s. I think it was early 2000s where they crowned Moon um the Messiah <laughs> and it was like a bipartisan <laughs> like 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 it was like a bipartisan um uh you know group of of, of Congress uh uh people uh that had crowned him as, as you know him and 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 uh, Miss Moon um and uh it's just you know it's just like Afterwards, some of the congressmen were called upon it. And they were like, well, we went there. We didn't know this was going to happen. Well, then why didn't you just get up and leave? Uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I remember, I think Lindsey Graham, CMP, was there. I, you know, I, uh, there was, it was bipartisan. I remember that much from it. Um, and it's just crazy to think about it. They're literally crowning, you know, m- you know, Moon and Moon's wife. And he's just like... <laughs> It's like this ecumenical crowding of these heretics in the United States Congress, and the Congress people are just like, you know, just like, hey, who cares? Who cares? You know? So it's like, it's stuff like that. I mean, uh, there's a picture, uh, which I guess is before the CMP, of Moon's influence in Republican politics uh, with him in uh, uh, Nixon, Richard Nixon meeting. Uh, well, you know, and so, I mean, they, they wanted that Moon money. They wanted that unification church and they money, and they would sell out for it. Uh, no matter the cost. And, and, and so, I mean, the, you know, eventually the, um, uh, Unification Church would wane, wane power, right? And it's lost some power ever since Moon has died. However, uh, CMP member Stephen Ketamine Bannon, Stephen K. Bannon, I like putting the ketamine part in his middle name because he pushes ketamine drugs with Teal. Um, but he, um, he platformed uh, Moon's uh, sons in their AR, a- uh, their assault rifle uh, cult, right? Um, and so um, it's still going on to this day. You know, the CMP has an incestuous relationship uh, with uh, the Unification Church and, and the Moon family. And um, I guess in closing, I'll, I'll read a little bit of something um, that Tim LaHaye uh, mentioned uh, in his own words about Moon. 
Okay. You know something? I get the feeling that what's happening in this room um, is what America is really about. Where else on earth you can look at a person you could you disagree with maybe 95% of the areas of his life and yet respect him as a person, a preacher of God and a fellow American deserving of the privilege of worshiping God as he chooses. So not worshiping God how we're dictated in the Holy Bible, but just as how Moon chooses. Well, when Moon thinks, says he's a Messiah and Jesus felt his mission, he's a heretic. Um, I'm going to ask you to do something today. I believe that we need a dramatic message to our government that they will understand. Friends, I believe that what has happened with Reverend Moon is a long succession of events. It has happened to others, and it's time to do something within the framework of the law besides just meet and have a rally and stimulate one another. I believe I am with men and women of courage and religious conviction. I'm about to suggest I do not know whether law enforcement will even permit it, but I think they will. We believe the religious rights have been intruded upon, and that was happening to Reverend Moon, uh, which was charged by tax evasion, by the way. It's going to happen to us, and it's time now to take a dramatic stand. I understand the press, he will spend one and a year and a half, one and a half years behind bars. This means 72 weeks of time. His confinement, in a sense, is a prelude of our future confinement. Personally, I, I do not believe he will be subjected to this alone. It is a vital sense of confidence in our confinement. Therefore, I'd like you to challenge you to stand with me and say, I will give one week of my life and during that time an offer to spend that with Reverend Moon. Not that I agree with his doctrine, not that I agree with what he teaches, even though he just said he was a preacher of God. Okay. Because many of us don't know what he teaches. Okay, so why are you saying he's a preacher of God? He's a man of God. You respect him, Tim LaHaye. It doesn't make any sense. We've only read about it in a paper. You know how much we could trust the papers. But I'm asking you, are you willing to stand with me as, say, one individual? I believe in religious freedom so much as I'm willing, if necessary and allowed, to spend one week of the 18 months with Reverend Moon. If you do so, stand, on, stand to your feet. And so then the whole audience stands up and applauds Reverend Moon. It's sick and twisted, Luke. It's disgusting. Uh, that is so-called, uh, uh, you know, Christian uh, apologist and teacher, Tim LaHaye, and pastor, uh, who I believe was a heretic in of himself, uh, would call Moon a preacher of God and never rebuked Moon to my knowledge, even up until his death, um, you know, uh, last decade, LaHaye's death. Uh, and so, I mean, the CMP was incestuous with the hilt with the unification church just wanted that moon money what it boils down to so. yeah a absolutely no it it is it is sick and twisted and i mean moon isn't just like any heretic i mean he's like an an, an arch heretic in a way you know claiming that he's the um, messiah and that's not even getting into you know the the weird way they go about marriages and the you know kind of sex magic that goes on inside yep. the, i mean it's all just uh, uh, sick and twisted, you know, and there's a difference between believing in religious freedom and, you know, uh, yoking yourself with with heretics, you know, so that's oh, very uh, much so very two, much two, so. two completely different things. So he's definitely making a, a conflation in his statement. And uh, no, LaHaye is one of these guys who I just started thinking about after engaging with your work. And I mean, he's a. Uh, such a bizarre um and uh you know not good but a, but a fascinating guy and you know i was looking through some of the stuff he says and i mean he's another one of these people who kind of promotes some conspiratorial type ideas but at the same time he's also one of these guys who's helping to control things from from behind the scenes you know but he'll go and talk about yeah. you know how he believes in the existence of the illuminati or something like that um 
anyway, so all very interesting. And, you know, there's a lot of ground to cover. And I want to get. Can into... I say one thing? Can I say one quick thing about the Unification Church, real quick? Oh uh, yes, absolutely. One, one, one thing. Uh, uh, to your point is yes, as a Christian, I find them to be heretical. But you know, they have also done crimes against, um, you know, their fellow men. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's you know ties within the Unification Church of of funding. Um, the Latin American death squads that the CMP were involved with, or the Ran Contra affair, or you know drug trafficking. Um, uh, you know, actually, very interesting. The rise of sushi in America uh, has a lot to do with the Unification Church, uh, and so at least I like sushi. It's at least one thing, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, but um, but I mean, definitely, I, I put a. I'd go listen to to the Wackle series that we did. Um, there's also a, a, a website, I think it's called Do You Know Your Moon, I think is it. Um, let me see. Um, I'm probably misremembering. Uh, how well do you know your moon? It's a Tumblr. A lot of good information of the crimes of the Unification Church that's listed on that blog. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, definitely the, the biggest, my biggest issue with the Unification Church is the blasphemy, but there are numerous crimes the Unification Church has committed, um, and it's very corrupt to its core. And I want to make uh, mention to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Using, you know, basically mind control techniques on their members, um, and, uh, mm -hmm. connections to Korean intelligence, most likely. And, and all different kinds of stuff. So yeah, it definitely goes beyond um, just just the heresy. Um, not that that's not worth um, mentioning. But anyways, before we get into some of these, you know, various different events um, like Iran Contra and the Franklin scandal and stuff that the CMP was involved with, just before we, you know, move on from you know kind of their influence um, in religious circles and stuff. Another thing that I found interesting about the CMP was um, some them inserting, you know, these dominionist ideas and um, also, you know, kind of uh, Zionist ideas into American yeah. mainline Christianity. And I mean, this is something that, um, you know, I'm sure that a lot of the listeners, you know, are, are like me and know lots of people who are kind of in, you know, uh, mainline evangelical circles or or whatnot, and a lot of these ideas that were prominent amongst the higher echelon of the CMP have filtered their way down, you know, into, you know, people's aunts, uncles, moms, dads, you know. So anyways, can you tell us just a little bit about um, the influence that the CMP has had on American mainline Christianity? Oh, very much so. Um, I've written about this. Um, I will continue to write about this uh, because it makes me very upset as myself being a you know Christian uh, within America as well as a conservative with my own uh, political beliefs, um, uh, more social conservatism than anything else. But um, you know, I, I it really um, most of the um, members within the CMP. Uh, that we know have have steered modern day uh, you know, uh, Christianity uh, is as follows, and like you mentioned, a lot of them are are, are Zionists, uh, which I myself um, am not. Um, and um, you see, you have uh, James Dobson, who was a modern day uh, you know uh, American evangelical Christian author, 
uh, Zionist, uh, Dominionist, um, the founder of the Family Research Council and, and uh, founder of uh, Focus on the Family uh, and the James Dobson radio uh, talk show. Uh, and so kind of like this very big Christian ministry uh, that many people may have been, uh, you know, um, aware of. Um, and, you know, it's just... I don't know, like there's been talks of Dobson's kind of like beliefs uh, within um, kind of like a grand architect of the universe and uh, uh, moral and natural law being very similar to uh, Freemasonry. Uh, there have been um, uh, notes to that as well with Dobson. Um, of course, we have Hagee, who, I, you know, again, he's a false teacher. Uh, you know, ardent Zionist has said that the, there's a, sex, a second covenant uh, with uh, the Jewish people, uh, that the Jewish people uh, don't become, don't have to become born again and, and realize that Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life, and the Messiah, uh, and so that you know Jewish people, uh, you know, go to go to heaven or go to paradise uh, uh, when they die, which is simply unbiblical. Um, and so, you know, he's a false teacher and a heretic. Hagee was. Um, very, very strong, very strong arch Zionist. He's also Hagee was really good friends with Rabbi Shmuley Boteach, uh, who um, you know is is allies himself with Habad, uh, who uh, worships the uh, the former Rebbe, uh, who believes the Rebbe is the Messiah that he's going to um, resurrect. Uh, Boteach does, and Boteach also pushes for the Nohide laws. Um, and so, um, again, R.J. Rushduni, uh, who is an uh, American Calvinist, uh, um, historian, uh, theologian, uh, and the main uh, teacher of uh, Christian Reconstructionism and modern American Dominionism. Uh, and Rushduni was a long-term CMP member, as well as a lot of people don't realize this is something that Jay Dyer confessed to me on his Discord group, uh, that uh, you know when Dyer, before he became... Uh, well, I guess he cycled through various, uh, you know, athe atheism, Catholicism. Uh, now he's settled on orthodoxy. Uh, but uh, he actually, uh, for a time, worked directly with R.J. Rushdoony, which doesn't, you know, of course, again, that makes perfect sense to me of why Dyer won't discuss the Council for National Policy and won't debate me, uh, because he just brushes to, to the side quite frequently that they have no power. Um, and so, uh, you know... I, I, <sighs> it's, it'll be interesting to see if Dyer pushes Dominionism more uh, in the future with um, um, many uh, uh, Orthodox uh, believers being on Millennial. Um, we have Chuck Missler, who, again, Arden Zionist, evangelical author. I know a lot of people like Chuck, uh, you know, and, and, and he just... Him being a long-term CMP member gives me pause. Him being yoked up with the Unification Church as well gives me pause. Um... Uh, you know, and Jerry Falwell, who I mentioned earlier, uh, the founder of the Moral Majority. Uh, there's many uh, Catholics within the CMP, like uh, F uh, Father Frank A. Pavone, um, Father Iman uh, uh, Kelly. Um, and so they kind of have um, all the quote unquote, uh, you know, uh, different uh, dominions of Christian theology. Uh, within the Council for National Policy. And, um, and then you also have yoked up too well, I guess something I should mention, uh, is um, you also have rabbis within the CMP as well uh, and prominent Zionist Jews like uh, Joel Chernoff or uh, Rabbi uh, Daniel Lapin, 
um, and and Le Pen's known as America's rabbi, and you can actually watch his videos on YouTube, Luke, where he's promoting promoting some sort of like Judaic uh, prosperity gospel, um, and and so the CMP is rife with Zionism, rife with Dominionism. Uh, rife with, um, you know, false heretical uh, teachers and uh, people have yoked themselves up with the um, the Unification Church. Uh, and and uh, as well as, I guess, one final thing uh, that I definitely wanted to mention. Uh, did you read uh, my, one of my most recent uh, Council for National Policy post-series um, on uh, the uh, Institute of Noetic Sciences by chance? Yes, I did. Okay. So I'm going to briefly mention them real quick. Uh, now I used to be a new ager, uh, before I was saved by God's grace, uh, through the faith that I have in his son, uh, uh, as the Lord and savior, Jesus Christ in the only way in the death, burial, resurrection and the life of Jesus. But, um, you know, I used to, um, did you ever read any of, or, or, or see any of the movies with, um, Dan Brown with the Da Vinci code or angels and demons or any of his works? Are you familiar with it at all? You know, I um I have not watched or read any of the books, but I have heard um it, it discussed but before. But anyways, um so no, I'm I'm not too familiar with them. Okay, so when I was a new ager, I loved Dan Brown. I loved him. And uh, I read all of his books and I watched all the movies with Tom Cruise. I mean Tom Cruise. <laughs> I didn't say Tom Cruise. I meant um I can't believe I'm drawing a Tom blank Hanks. on his name. Tom Hanks, thank you. Yes, um, and um, and uh, and uh, I, um, I remember reading Dan Brown's book, The Lost Symbol, which is literally about the Institute of Noetic Sciences and the history of the Freemasonry within the founding of the United States of America, and it paints Freemasons and Institute of Noetic Sciences as the good guys in that book. Okay, and so the Institute of Noetic Sciences um, is the American nonprofit New Age pseudoscientific research institute. It was co-founded by former New Age astronaut Edgar Mitchell, the United States astronaut, and investor Paul Nathaniel Temple. Uh, Temple has been chairman of the Board of Ions for at least 17 years. He's an elitist New Ager who tried to fool people, maybe he did successfully, that he had the appearance of a Christian conservative, but it's, he was anything but. Uh, Tipple gave a speech in the 1993 IONS conference titled Christianity in the New Age, a healing dialogue. Uh, we know through the research of Constance Cumby, uh, who is a born-again Christian apologist and researcher, uh, that there was a meeting in Colorado in the Gold Lake in the late 80s that was put forth by Paul Nathaniel Temple, uh, put forth by Doug Douglas Coe, the Family and the Fellowship, and Barbara Marks Hubbard, and many evangelicals and New Agers, uh, during that time, they yoked up at the Gold Lake Ranch to have a discussion very similar to his, you know, uh, title, Christianity in the New Age, a Healing Dialogue, uh, where they came together. And it is my belief, which Alice Bailey has wrote in Externalization of the Hierarchy, that the infiltration of the churches by theosophists, by New Agers, by Luciferians would, 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 would occur she channeled this from demons and automatically written it down, okay? And it's something that has happened, as obviously it's happened, all right? I mean, it's something that's gone on, I don't know, for how many decades. Uh, but um, that they would infiltrate the, the, the Christian churches 
and that they would um, eventually lead people to the phony and false Great Awakening or the externalization of the hierarchy, which Alice Bailey says begins in 2025, and other writers like Aleister Crowley says believes it will happen in 2027. Okay, so at this conference at the Gold Lake Ranch, the the prominent evangelicals and other you know um, you know branches, uh, 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 you know what is so uh, the so called Christian religion, whether it was Catholics whether it was Protestants, whether it was Orthodox, they met directly at the behest of Paul Nathaniel Temple and at the behest of Douglas Coe from the Family and the Fellowship. They met with Barbara Marks Hubbard and various um, unknown and unnamed New Agers. And so they, you know, again... The only thing I could say is, is the fruit that came of that is the modern day new age infiltration of the church, as well as the modern kind of um, what they call the emergent church or the progressive church. Okay. Uh, Occurring as well. Um, And so, you know, Temple is supposedly a Christian, but he's financing the Institute of Sciences. Okay. Temple also uh, was a major funder to the family and the fellowship through his Three Swallows Foundation. Okay, and so you know Temple's yoked up with the fam uh, with the family and the fellowship, yokes up with the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and the Noetic Sciences is pushing major New Age beliefs uh, out there into the world. And you also have funding of IONS too as well from Sir John Templeton, who was once the president of the Council for National Policy. And we know that the Templeton Group has funded many conservative and libertarian causes, including the Cato Institute, Freedom's Watch, which is a neocon think tank, American Enterprise Institute, the Atlas Economic Research Foundation, the Manhattan Institute, Big Conversation Show, the McLaughlin Group. I remember watching McLaughlin Group, uh, Luke, with my grandfather growing up, and it would always say funding from the Templeton Group. Um, so I can remember that even way back then. And he's also funded, our Templeton Group has also funded Milton Freeman and Walter E. Williams. So again, you know, uh, you know, a lot of these conservative and libertarian think tanks and groups they all push new age thought in of themselves because you can look directly at who their funding is. <laughs> you know, so when uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul warned young Pastor Timothy of science so falsely called, that's exactly what IONS is. Um, and that's exactly, you know, the Council for National Policy that claims to be a Christian group. Their major members, their elite members are funding a major new age pseudoscientific group to propagate this nonsense, you know, whether it's transhumanism, whether it's to determine if you have psychic genes through your 23andMe data, you know, consciousness studies, um, new age and mental health potentiality, virtual reality experiments, psychedelic experiments, the infamous global consciousness project, you know, all of this being platformed, all this new ageism is being funded by so-called Christians and being propagated to the world. The hypocrisy really makes me upset, Luke. Yeah, no, it, it makes me upset. And, um, the Institute of Noetic Sciences and a lot of these people who you just mentioned, I mean, they are just people who it's kind of funny when you start researching into one thing, just the same names and same groups keep popping up. And the Institute of Noetic Sciences and Barbara Marks Hubbard and stuff. I mean, I had John Kleizak on. I had yep, a very dear friend of mine. Excellent researcher. Excellent researcher. Great guy. I'm a big fan of him. Um, I talked with Subliminal Jihad recently about all the 
sus stuff that's going on with psychedelics and stuff like that. And the Institute of Noetic Sciences um, popped up a few times in the podcast that I that I did with them. So it's very interesting how these, um, you know, people and groups kind of keep resurfacing. And uh, it and something that I'm very much in the most recent um, bout of episodes that I've done have been trying to kind of uh, uh, highlight and illustrate is how these ideas are infiltrating, you know, whether it be new age, transhumanism, the promotion of psychedelics, they are filtering its way into the alternative media, into conspiracy circles, into Christian circles. Um, yep. And, you know, now it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's almost ubiquitous. I'll, I'll, I'll be hanging out with friends or something like that. And I'll hear them, you know, regurgitating stuff that, you know, comes from people like, you know, Barbara Marks Hubbard or whatever. And then it eventually filters down to the Alex Jones and Joe Rogan's and what have you yep. of, of the world. And so um, that's something that I've been um, really trying to, to highlight with stuff. Well, there's still a lot to cover when it comes to the CNP. And so something that I would um, like to discuss, discuss while we're on this kind of uh, strain of, of, of thought, and then, you know, we can move on into some of the stuff that I know that listeners will be real excited to listen about, like the Iran Contra and the Franklin scandal is if we could just talk a little bit about, and we've already seen some of this in our conversation, how these ideas are working their way into conspiracy circles with people like Alex Jones, or, you know, we mentioned, and, you know, kind of the old guard of the CNP, all the people who were involved with the John Birch Society and, and, and whatnot. And now we've got, you know, um, people have started talking about the, the, the great reset and the world economic forum. And mm -hmm. recently there's been kind of this counter to it. You know, it might be a counterfeit counter to it in the alternative media with, um, a, a, a great awakening. And so can you talk just a little bit about how these, you know, the CNP isn't only influential as far as, you know, uh, you know, the, the sin globs of the world or the Ronald Reagans of the world, but that it has filtered its way into the alternative media. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, the alternative media and the conventional media, I guess, from a right wing standpoint, uh, that's for sure. Um, so I guess a couple of things. One is, is, um, I mentioned earlier that Alex Jones is a Counts for National Policy member that was put forth by the work of Josh Reason, put forth by the work of Derek in the Midwest, uh, Mark Young with. Uh, you can still find Derek in the Midwest's channel up on YouTube, uh, where um, and and Lee Rogers too as well, uh, which Lee Rogers uh, sadly uh, later became a white nationalist. Um, but um, it was actually the knowledge of the CMP and the steering of white nationalism through the Council for National Policy, which was one of the things that actually brought me out of white nationalism many, many years ago. Uh, and so I don't know why someone could learn <laughs> that the CMP is 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 instrumental in pushing white nationalism, and then you know if you know you know about the CMP, but then become a white nationalist. But anyway, that's another, another discussion, I guess. But um, um, so um. But yeah, Alex Jones, it was in uh, Josh Reeves's uh, documentary, The Secret Right Volume 2, where he shows that Josh, uh, I mean, that Alex Jones in one of his, um, I think it was in game 1.5, he had a film of Phyllis Schlafly that his team has shot 
Um, and I believe Alex Jones was there as well. Of Phyllis Schlafly speaking about Admiralty Law at a CMP meeting. How? How did he, his team was there? He was there. How? Uh, you know, unless he was likely a member. Okay. Does not anybody just gets into a CMP meeting? All right. So that was pretty interesting. And then um, there are people that were hounding Jones on the CMP and people calling in and Jones having these debates and getting caught in lies where he's like, he hasn't heard about it, but then he, he admits he has heard about it. So he can't keep his story straight. And then he has uh, someone who I uh, greatly admire, a fellow sister in Christ, Charlotte Iserby on. Um, and, uh, you know, Iserby, you know, discussed the CMP and Jones acts like, well, I've never heard about CMP. What are you talking about? Uh, you know, and then, you know, later, like a week later, he has Phyllis Schlafly on and Joel Skousen on, and they're both, you know, like, well, the CMP is just a group where conservatives just get together over lunch, uh, you know. And so, I mean, the radicalization of Alex Jones pushing Trump, getting behind Trump, um, you know, going from, you know, oh, you know, it doesn't matter the light or the ref, right or the left, they're all crooks, right? Until, you know, going, you know, full rabid, the demon, de you know, the Democrats are demoncrats only, okay? And the Republicans have never done anything wrong, right? You know, the conservatives, except for maybe some, uh, you know, conservative boogeymans they throw out there, like Dan Crenshaw, you know, for example. Okay? And so, um, I mean, you can go back. I did a video on my Odyssey where you can go back to Alex Jones's earliest in, in, uh, instances of his website, the internet wayback machine. Of uh, of um, you know info infowars and prison planet, which is during the prison planet planet's a Scientology term, right? It's a Gnostic term as well. Um, and uh, you could see that he was pushing you know World Net Daily, Joseph Ferrara, Joseph Ferra, CMP, uh, Drudge, CMP, uh, like he was pushing all these conservative CMP news sources and people almost from the very beginning, right? And so it shouldn't surprise you that he's, you know, a member of the Counts for National Policy. Uh, Stephen Ketamine Bannon, who uh, is a major member, I believe, of the QAnon operation. He's up there with CMP Michael Flynn and uh, Michael Flynn's uh, war uh, brother forever, uh, Stanley McChrystal, as being major members of the QAnon operation, which is still going on to this day. It's a major psychographical, psychological, and spiritual warfare operation done upon the, upon the world. It might be part of the quote-unquote phony Great Awakening. Uh, or the uh, antithesis to the controlled Great Reset, um, and um, and so yeah, Bannon out there who um, you know uh, who is a uh, Theosophist, uh, but LARPs as a Catholic uh, out there, uh, you know, pushing uh, division and um, controlled talking points and and uh, lies, um, and who's just you know a miserable human being who we should pray for. Um, but he's, you know, counts for national policy member. Flynn's doing the same uh, through Clay Clark We Awaken America tours uh, and is out there. He did in Hank Kuhneman's church. The false uh, teacher Hank Kuhneman uh, gave exactly almost line for line a theosophical prayer that Elizabeth Clare Prophet did and had, you know, supposedly born again Christians in the audience saying a theosophical prayer. And Flynn also claims he is a Catholic. No, he's a theosophist. It's obvious if you listen to the man speak. If the whole thing is an entire act, for all we know. Okay. 
And so, you know, the more that you research into who's pushing and controlling the alternative media and who's out there on certain platforms and who's yoking with who, you know, if Bannon is pushing someone strongly, if Flynn is pushing someone strongly, you know, Flynn's completely yoked up with Clay Clark and the Reawaken America tours. So if they're pushing someone strongly, then, you know, a person, you know, might be a true believer. They might truly believe in conservatism and QAnon and MAGA and just being a delusion and not know any better. You know, that, that, that is true. Uh, there are many opportunists as well that just push it, getting a paycheck. And then you have direct operatives, you know, like Bannon or Flynn. Um, but you know, they're controlling a lot of the narratives that we see steering people to this phony great awakening, which is a straightly new age and pushing the QAnon operation, which is strictly new age. Um, and they're just, you know, that's why you see people with similar talking points, right? And they have this similar rotation of guests on, um, and a lot of them, uh, you know, Alex Jones will profess Jesus out of one side of his mouth, but the other side of his mouth, uh, say very new age theosophical, uh, blasphemy things, almost that like God's a form of consciousness in the world, almost like a, va- a version of like pan, pan, uh, theism or, you know, God exists in space. And we kind of like butted off of God as like sperm in the egg meat and just like, kind of like, weird he things. doesn't know where he came from. Like these like yeah. kind of Kabbalistic ideas, uh, that God created us because he was lonely, not that he, you know, existed eternally with, you know, you know, Father, Son and Holy Spirit mm-hmm. existed eternally. Yeah, no, that that's something that I've been looking into. And I saw that you had some Odyssey videos on that. So I'm going to I'm going to have to check those out. And uh, I mean, I, I guess in closing real quick, um, Jerome Corsi, who was a major part of the um the QAnon operation who's been seen a lot on Alex Jones's programs. And he was a major, major member of the CMP. Uh, he wrote many books, pushing Trump. Uh, he's a supporter of the Benai Brith. He's an ardent Zionist. Um, he, you know, he's supposedly has, uh, beyond Mossad level, uh, sources, uh, you know, and so of course he's big in the alternative media. Skousen, like I mentioned, is big in the alternative media. Joseph Fryer and World Net Daily is very big in the alternative media. Um, Foster Freeze, uh, who was a, a president of the CMP, he was a million, uh, he was American entrepreneur and multimillionaire. Uh, he gave money to uh, fund the Daily Caller with CMP member Neil Patel. Who was, a, who was a Jesuit trained at Georgetown University and was a chief policy advisor for CMP Dick Cheney. So you there you have, you know, the Daily Caller being controlled by the CMP. He also funded Project Veritas with James O'Keefe, who's a CMP member, who was trained by CMP member Eric Prince. And then you have uh, CMP member Charlie Kirk, who was funded also by Foster Freeze uh, to fund Turning Point USA when he was giving a seed gift in a CPAC steerwell where he gave a last minute pinch to Foster Freeze. I don't believe this story as far as I can throw a brick, uh, Luke. Uh, and also Foster Freeze also funded uh, CMP Ali Alexander, who has very, Ali Akbar has very, very, very sketchy. Um, uh, ties supposedly allegedly the homosexual relationship with Carl Rove and John Kenneth Blackwell uh, that they had pimped him out. Maybe there's some sort of modern Franklin scandal with Ali that we have no idea what's going on. Uh, but Ali has uh, been caught in his own scandal of allegedly, supposedly, uh, 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 you know, uh, grooming teenage boys. 
And so Ali Akbar is also a member of the Council for National Policy. You know, and we also have, you know, famous um, conservative conspiracy theorists like uh, Dr. Paul Craig Roberts or Dr. Stanley Monteith. Uh, we're all CMP members as well. So we can see a lot of conspiratorial, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, people who are famous researchers or talk show hosts or modern conservative, uh, you know, talk show hosts. Uh, Mark Levin, CMP member. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, you know, uh, spoke at CMP meetings, was likely a CMP member. If not, was in with the CMP. David Horowitz, uh, who's an art Zionist and a famous neoconservative writer, you know, a uh, CMP member. Uh, you know, so pretty much if it's on the right and it's very popular, there's likely some major CMP ties somewhere involved with it. Absolutely. Okay, so now I want to kind of steer into a little bit of a different direction when it comes to the CMP and talk about some of these, you know, um, things that are very popular and, you know, the circles that we travel into talk about, but rarely is it mentioned the CMP connection with these things. And one that I think will be of particular interest to uh, my listeners is the Franklin scandal. Um, so could you talk a little bit about the Franklin scandal and the, you know, the, the trail of the CMP that can be found there? Well, I've looked high and low to try to find Lawrence E. King on a CMP membership roster, and we don't have them all in the 80s, okay? I am pretty sure he is on one. Luke, I, I, I'm pretty darn sure, okay? Uh, but even if he's not, you know, I've discussed connections with Craig Spence, uh, with, you know, CMP member Lieutenant General Daniel o. Graham, uh, who uh, worked for Spence directly, uh, who's an advisor to Spence, who uh, also uh, gave talks to the uh, to the heretical um, Church Universal and Triumphant, which is Elizabeth Kerr, a prophet theosophist about Star Wars and space programs. Uh, we also have CMP Colonel Oliver North, supposedly uh, representing his side of the Rancontra affair for the CMP, uh, you know, meeting in a hotel room with... Um, uh, Lawrence E. King, who may have been a CMP member, or at least the bare minimum was CMP adjacent in a lot of ways. Uh, Jack Kemp, who uh, you know was was involved in the Franklin scandal, uh, as well as um, who uh, Lawrence E. King was uh, donating a lot of money for, and at one time putting together fundraisers that though fell through uh, for Jack Kemp. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, he's involved in himself within the Franklin scandal, and so also. Um, you know, a uh, long-term defender of, 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 of Lawrence E. King and Council for National Policy member Clarence Thomas, who even defended, you know, King after all the information came out against him uh, that he was in a massive pedophile ring. He would not denounce King. Thomas would not. Uh, but anyway, to go back to the, there was a transfer of Nicaragua uh, contrabands between CMP Oliver North, uh, Colonel Michael Aquino, who I believe was also had probably some involvement with the CMP, and Lawrence E. King, right? And so, you know, again, you have the allegations of Reagan, who was CMP, or the allegations of George H.W. Bush, who was CMP, also, uh, you know, with uh, elite pedophilia within the Franklin scandal in and of itself, too. So I do believe the Franklin scandal, you know, and again, you know, uh, uh, the... Uh, King's uh, singing at the 1984 Republican National Convention or putting together a um, a party afterwards at the infamous 
a state where Dallas was filmed. I can't think of the name of it offhand. The TV show Dallas. Um, you know, like they were in with the Republican Party. Um, the Franco scandal was run through the Republican Party. Um, and so there were many CMPers that were likely involved within the Franklin scandal, uh, you know. And so I think, you know, Alex Jones would always talk about it, right? But he wouldn't go in depth as people like my good friend George from CavDev.org would, or Nick Bryant would, or myself would about the counts for national. I mean, about the Franklin scandal. Uh, most people are unaware of the Franklin scandal. They know of Epstein, but they have no idea about the Franklin scandal. You know, in the modern day weaponization of the CMP media, it's only the Democrats that have pedophile scandals or elite pedophilia. Luke, uh, you know, and so uh, it's it's just interesting to me um, that people, you know, haven't really heard of or will look at the Franklin scandal anymore. And it seems that the CMP doesn't want people to really look at it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and I thought it was interesting um, when I was reading through your first article, the mention of, you know, uh, John DeCamp and Operation Babylift, and I can't mm -hmm. remember who exactly it was, but, um, you know, kind of like a, a two or three degrees of Kevin Bacon, Bacon away from the uh, CNMP and stuff like that. So very interesting. Um, something else that was, that, uh, America, that, was Ameri that was AmeriCare's founder. Oh, give me a minute. But he funded Operation Babylift. Baby and, you know, with, you know, DeCamp, I mean, prior to Robert Nick McCauley, Robert McCauley, Robert McCauley was CMP uh, and he funded Operation Babylift. Uh, Robert McCauley did. Yes, which DeCamp was involved with. And, yes. you know, then you have DeCamp who goes on to write the initial book on the Franklin scandal. And uh, I mean, he's an interesting character all in of um, in and of himself. You know, yes. and so, I mean, we already can kind of see how, um, you know, like with the work of people like you, Nick Bryan, stuff like that, we get a more full picture of the uh, Franklin scandal than, you know, we, we really do from the DeCamp book. Um, so something right, else. Let me ask uh, you, do you think DeCamp's, do you think DeCamp's book was a limited hangout? I'm not sure. I've wondered that myself, and I've also wondered that just because uh, it was Bill Casey, right, who he was – or was it not Bill? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bill Casey, who DeCamp was close mm -hmm. with, and he starts the book with that. So um, I certainly have my reservations about um, DeCamp and also people like Ted Gunderson and, and, and whatnot mm -hmm. who, you know um, – have stuff to say about a lot of the child sex trafficking and, and the Franklin scandal and, 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 and whatnot. So I'm not going to definitively say um, uh, anything, but what, what are your thoughts on the matter? Uh, me and George and talk about it frequently. Um, I think DeCamp was a limited hangout. Um, I think he, he was it was a controlled narrative with the Franklin cover up. I think Bryant did more with the Franklin scandal to actually expose things more, as well as the book with uh, Henry Vincent, uh, The Confessions of a DC Madam. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Franklin scandal is superior to the Franklin cover up. And I do believe that even though John DeCamp gave a limited hangout narrative to some degree, that there's a lot of truth that could be gained from his books uh, or from his books, should I say. Um, but you know, I, yes, I have my own concerns as well too, that he was part of the CMP nexus as well. 
and was yes. a control limited hangout of the Franklin scandal. I, I would tend to agree with that. And he maybe didn't even, he may not have even been aware that he was a limited hangout. You know what I mean? Cause he um, was, you know, surrounded by people who could have, you know, steered him into, um, you know, down all kinds of possible rabbit holes. But yeah, that's the, the general kind of gut feeling that I have about it. Although um, you and George from CADF, you know, I, I will defer to your guys's judgment because I know that you guys know a lot more about that than I do. You know, I've just, you know, read through each of those books, you know, a couple of times and, I, you know, haven't dove as deep into it as you guys. So something else I want to get into because, you know, we have maybe about 20 minutes before we probably ought to wrap stuff up is um, the connection of the CMP to Iran-Contra, as well as um, just kind of the overall connections to drug trafficking and, you know, Latin American death squads and stuff. And I've had Recluse on to talk about the World Anti-Communist League, and there's definitely some overlap between, you know, characters, but between the two, um, you know, kind of all happening within the the Reagan timeframe of things. And we've already talked about how, you know, Reagan was involved with the CMP. So would you mind telling us a little bit about that before we close out? Oh, not at all. Um, and so, uh, the council for national policy was very much involved within, um, and I mean, you know, like you said, recluse and, and his shows on the, the world, uh, the world, uh, anti-communist league that we had done, done on, uh, it has, gives a lot of details too, as well about it, uh, about the involvement of the Council for National Policy in uh, Latin America and South America, um, and you know it's it's interesting because of the Rand Contra affair. We have you know obviously it occurring during the CMP Reagan administration. You know George H W Bush was very much involved uh, in in it as well too. Um, and, um, so first off, I guess to go back, mention what I mentioned earlier was that there was, and this was, this was stated by, uh, the, the photographer, the Franklin scandal, Russell T. Nelson. Uh, again, you had a, uh, suitcase of bearer bonds and cash earmarked for the Contra operation, uh, that was gone, you know, that was exchanged, uh, between Lawrence E. King, Michael Aquino, and Oliver North, right? So the Franklin scandal and the CMP then over in there would fund the Franklin scandal, which would also fund the Rand Contra affair and vice versa, right? And so they're kind of all interconnected with one another. Like it was all human trafficking and elite pedophilia, gun running with the Rand Contra affair, and drug running, right? and massive amounts of, of, of monetary transfers and money laundering. So it's kind of like a mixture of all of these that was all going on during the eighties and the early nineties, uh, which, you know, was, you know, there's many people that have written about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've read Gary Webb's excellent book, the dark Alliance, which talks about Oliver North's involvement, uh, in the, uh, uh you know, ran Contra affair and in the drug trafficking, uh, too, as well. Uh, from um, Central and South America. And of course, you know, Oliver North has been a decades-long Council for National Policy member. Um, and so, you know, that, that still hasn't changed this day. And I, I believe that once a person is in the CMP, when they have, you know, a very uh, high status, you know, very elite status, that you don't leave. 
you know, it's like being a high level Freemason. So they come and go and they may be, they may not be listed as a member every year. Right. But Oliver North has been listed a member for many years off and on within the council for national policy. Okay. And so, uh, we know that, uh, it was, uh, uh, William, uh, Barr, uh, who uh, supposedly uh, convinced uh, CMP CFR President George H.W. Bush to pardon it, it, uh, everyone, blanket pardon, that was involved in the Rand Contra affair, including United States Secretary of Defense Casper Weinberger, uh, United, former United States Assistant Secretary of State Elliot Abrams, former United States National Security Advisor Robert C. McFarlane, and little CMP Oliver North, which, by the way, Elliot Abrams is a Council for National Policy member. Um, that has been confirmed, uh, too, as well as aren't neocon and Warhawk. Um, and so Barr was trying to get everybody, was trying to get everybody. Uh, and then, you know, Bush eventually agreed with Par Barr who said in for a penny, in for a pound. Right. And so everybody was pardoned, pardons all around. There was nobody held accountable for the Rand Contra affair. Uh, so, uh, you had, um, let's see here. You had Phyllis Schlafly. Uh, making care packages, allegedly, supposedly, for the Contra troops. Um, I'm pretty sure there was some money and some uh, weapons <laughs> that were involved in the, in the uh, uh, care packages. We also have uh, funding uh, by the Unification Church as well that was going directly to the Contras. Um, and, uh, and so that in and of itself, again, you have the connections between the CMP and the Unification Church. Um, you had, um, Oliver North, um, working with, uh, CMP member, uh, who's an ambassador, uh, Louis Tams is ambassador of Costa Rica, uh, helping, uh, rebels open up military fronts within Nicaragua to support the Contras. Um, and, um, you know, uh, you had, uh, uh, Oliver North going to CMP meetings, talking to high ranking conservatives and give them briefings about the Iran Contra affair, and about the uh, Nicaraguan Civil War, uh, about begging funding for the Contras. And that uh, jo General John K. Singlaw, former, uh, major, major, former Major General John K. John K. Singlaw, former uh, a, a CIA founding member and OSS member, um, obtained $100,000 uh, from fellow, fellow CMP uh, uh, members during meetings uh, to fund the Contra resistance. So we also had two as well. Uh, CMP member uh, uh, Pat Robertson, you know, raising $2 million for humanitarian aid uh, for Contra-controlled uh, contra uh, refugee groups. Um, and um, I mean, you had AmeriCares, who I mentioned earlier, Robert McCauley, uh, CMP, uh, who was also really good former friends of, of, of George H.W. Bush, and both of them were Skull and Bones members, uh, you know, who funded uh, Operation Baby Lift, uh, John DeCamp, uh, uh, Macaulay also uh, uh, was also too funding uh, the Contras uh, too as well. Uh, and the Medicare uh, Directory Board includes Zibnu Brzezinski, uh, J. Peter Gay Grace, who was a founding CMP member, Prescott S. Bush Jr., Knight of Malta, William J. J. Casey, uh, former director of the United States Intelligence Agency and Knight of Malta, Alexander Haig Jr., U.S. Secretary of State under Reagan, uh, Barbara Bush, who's a bastard at large, um, and, and uh, William E. Simon, who was a CMP member, Knight of Malta, Secretary of Treasury under Richard Nixon, um, and uh, helped uh, fundraise for the Moonies, very ultimately involved in the Moonies. 
So, um, you know, Amer- Americares was working directly with uh, the Knights of Malta and uh, contributed to the Nicaragua Freedom Fund to help the Contras. Uh, so the CMP was, and there's probably more, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was various connections, and probably too many to talk on this podcast, uh, between the CMP and the Rancontra affair. Uh, we have also um, uh, CMP member oh, Josh Reeves to talk about him a lot in his uh, documentaries about the secret right when he discussed the connections of the Latin American death squads and the Grand Contra affair to the CMP. Uh, he uh, um, was a major gun rights advocate. Uh, Larry Pratt, Gun Owners of America. Um, he was, uh, you know, uh, uh, funding and training the Latin American death squad, the civil defense uh, patrols uh, that they would call them, and also giving funding to the, to the Contras too as well. The CMP was very, very much involved. I mean, I would almost say primarily that the Iran-Contra affair was a primarily CMP-run operation like the Franklin scandal. Yeah, you might have a few CFR, you know, Bilderberg, you know, member connections within uh, the Iran-Contra affair and the um, Franklin scandal, but they primarily seem to be counts for national policy uh, run, Luke. Absolutely. Very interesting. Okay, so... Last thing I'll ask you about, and then we can uh, close out and stuff, because I know that you have somewhere to be, is the connection between the CMP and, and just for the listeners, I'm going to put you know links to all of your work down below and go check it out, because there's a lot of stuff that we're not going to be able to get to. And I mean, it's something that I'm sure you could talk about just all day long, but it's the connection between the CMP mm-hmm. and the Inslaw scandal and, you know, with some of the work that's come out about, uh, you know, uh, Robert Maxwell and his involvement with, you know, the promise bug software and stuff and, and, and just that whole rabbit hole to go down. I thought it was very interesting to see you mentioned the CMP and ends law, um, together. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. The biggest connection I have with that, and that's something that I'm going to have to further flush out and write about, uh, in my Substack. Is a you know it does seem to be a lot of it's uh, a lot of conservative people that were involved with the Inslaw scandal and what Danny Castellaro as far as a global octopus of what he was investigating. But the biggest thing that stand up to stand out to me and no one no one has ever mentioned this to my knowledge as far as his connections to the CMP uh, was that would be former Libertarian vice presidential candidate William Weld, uh, who was a Council for National Policy member. Uh, instituting the transfer of the uh, promised software uh, with the help of Manager Globinafor, the infamous uh, arms trafficker, uh, to Israel. Um, And I found that quite interesting that it was William Weld who was able to get that transfer to be completed and to make sure that it went through without hitch, without avail. Uh, and Weld was, you know, many years within the CMP. Uh, and so um, I probably definitely going to have to flesh more about about that and write about that. But when I saw that, there's very much instrumental in getting the Promise software to Israel. Uh, post-haste, by the way, that he was approving likely probably a lot of the, the technological transfers of the Promise software to various intelligence groups throughout the globe. It was being you know, gone through, you know, William Weld to get that done. Uh, I found that, uh, you know, quite surprising that I guess few people knew that he was a long-term member of the Council for National Policy. Very interesting. I did not know that about um, 
Bill Weld. So that's uh, very interesting. I'm, I'm kind of processing that right now. He was the one who ran with uh, Gary Johnson in like... In 2016 20... election. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think it was, 2000, was it 2016 or 2012. I can't remember exactly, actually. I want to say it was 2016, but I might be wrong about that. I think it's 2016. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think it was 2016 with Gary Johnson. And Weld is also former governor of Massachusetts, too, right? Um, but, it, you know, he was uh, he was a Republican. Uh, Weld was uh, a major one who later later became a libertarian, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know? Um so, uh, but yes, uh, and so I definitely will flush that out in a, in a later. I wish I had more to give you now, uh, but that was a major connection that I hadn't heard nobody mention that he was a major CMP or, uh, and he was, uh, you know, making it so that the promise software could go to various governments uh, post haste that it would be released to them and be used by them. So, very, very interesting. Yeah, I had no idea that Bill Weld was involved with that. And that just kind of goes once again to illustrate how, um, you know, the, the CNP is in, um, you know, controls a lot of these people who some would think of as, you know, kind of an alternative to, um, you know, the, the establishment or something like if you vote for someone on the, the libertarian ticket, then you're not playing into the two party system or, or what have you, you know, and yet we see, you know, uh, Bill Weld being involved with, with that. So, um, very interesting. So I know that you're running short on time and I really appreciate you coming to talk on, uh, about the CMP on today's show. And just after I stop the recording, just hang out for just a second. Yes, so everything can upload, but anyways, um, do you have any closing thoughts and where can my audience find you? And I'll make sure and have links to everything down below. Yes, brother. Uh, closing thoughts are, is, um, if there's any conservatives that are out there that are listening, um, I know I get a lot of pushback from conservatives. They 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 almost think I, I'm because everything's so weaponized. You know, rah rah go team. You know, people um, want to put you know their political beliefs and wear it as an identity, right? And so you know, I'm I'm pretty much a, a, a political atheist in that I, you know, though I have my own personal beliefs, uh, 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 you know, policies that I believe in, um, I, I'm never going to vote ag again in any form of national election, especially for president of the United States of America. Um, they're all controlled. You're not voting for, voting for the lesser of the two evils. Um, but the reason why I harp a lot about the CMP, and I do talk about the crimes of the left, left wing of the world order too, as well. Uh, I did a recent blog of how the CMP covered up the, uh, uh, kind of controlled the impeachment of Bill Clinton. It was phony from the very beginning, right? As they're both working together ultimately. Um, and so, um, especially with Hillary Clinton claiming there's a vast right-wing uh, conspiracy against her and her husband, uh, but yet uh, she's a, a major member of the family in the fellowship. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, Luke. It doesn't work that way. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, I, I write a lot about the CMP. I talk a lot about the CMP. And, and some people would say probably more than I talk about you know, Biden, my issues with Biden or my issues with Obama or my issues with the Clintons, which are numerous, or my issues with the CFR, which are numerous, or the Bilderberg Group or the Trilateral Commission, which are numerous, is I'm a conservative. And these people are supposed to represent me and they do not represent me and they do not represent America. And they are elitists and they work with the current uh, world order. And I want to expose them 
because they are not Christian. They're not conservatives. Um, my beliefs is that they're actually Fabian socialists or wolves in sheep's clothing, uh, that they want to slowly destroy the institutions of America. And I understand there's rot in those institutions. Uh, you got to clear the rot out, uh, uh, I idealistically, but you can't just obliterate them and rebuild. It never works. Uh, in my opinion, most, if not all revolutions were controlled by elitists. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time speaking about the CMP because they're extremely corrupt and have been involved in horrific things and very few people have actually heard about them. You know, most people are covering, you know, granted it's a lot of CMPers are covering the crimes of the CFR, the Trilateral Lateral Commission and Bilderberg Group. You know, most of the conspiracy culture, that's what they're discussing. So unless I find anything that I can bring to the table, and I have, I talked about Al Gore's connections to the World Future Society and Barbara Marks Hubbard, which are vast. You know, um, you know, I, no one's really talked about that. And I brought those up because that's very interesting that, you know, you know what, I, I, I'm not a fan of Al Gore, obviously, and, at all. Um, but, you know, most people talk about him and the crimes of the Clintons, right? And that was something that I've never heard anybody talk about or discuss. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's worth me talking about. Uh, you know, so if I find something that's, you know, um, about the left wing of the world order that no one's discussed. Yes, I'll definitely discuss it. Um, but I don't yoke myself up with any political party or yoke myself up with uh, any uh, political figure. You know, as is said in Jeremiah, uh, don't put your faith in man, put your faith in God. Cursed is, is the man who puts his faith in man, right? So, you know, I, I just believe that the information about the CMP is in existence and what it's doing in the world uh, needs to be, uh, you know, exposed. We're supposed to expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. And these people claim to be Christians. They claim to be conservatives. They claim to be for America. They claim they represent their constituency. And they don't. And they do various nefarious things, whether it's drug trafficking, uh, human trafficking, elite pedophilia, uh, gun running, uh, uh, massive death campaigns through death squads, war, um, things that I find abhorrent. Uh, so, of course, I'm going to discuss it and bring it out. Um, and so, I guess, you know, I guess, you know in closing, uh, do research in the CMP. You know, uh, um, there are a lot of progressives who have looked at it. Uh, hopefully, more conservative mining people will. Um, you know, I want to, um, you know, I... You know, there are a lot of people who have discussed the CMP, you know, georgemccabdeff.org, Recluse, uh, Jimmy Fallon Gong, um, you know, uh, that are on uh, more of, um, you know, uh, left political ideologies who I respect. And I want to thank you for the work exposing the CMP. And, um, you know, I hope more people do. Um, and uh, definitely thank you for having me on uh, Things Observed, Luke. It's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, if anybody wants to support my work, they can find me, uh, underscore We've Read on Twitter. Uh, we've Read the Documents on uh, Substack. Uh, we've Read the Documents on Odyssey. I've been banned on YouTube. Um, and, um, yeah, um, thank you for very much for having me, Luke. It's been a pleasure, brother. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And I think that regardless of anybody's religious beliefs or political beliefs, that this information is very prescient. And I think that everyone, you know, uh, Marxist, libertarian, conservative, Christian, whoever it is, um, will understand after this that, you know, regardless of what it is that you believe, that these people don't represent any of the people who are who are listening to this, unless the CMP puts out a, a spy to, or something. But anyways.